just next year. Ollie Watkins is going to be dancing in Doha with a World Cup trophy, everybody. It's the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. Friday the 26th of March, I'm Kate Mason. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Andy Russell. What's cool is I get to start the chat so I can be really, really enthusiastic about the 5-0 drubbing of um, England beating San Marino before Luke Moore comes in and says it doesn't matter at no, all. No, I've got to do a tribute to Marcus Speller by just going, easy, easy. <laughs> let's join in. Yeah, easy, 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 Why couldn't you get him to zap it? I have to say that was far inferior. Should have done. Oh, Brass. Brassel, you could it's have got involved. you didn't join in. Could have had a bit of baritone, yeah. couldn't he? Yeah. didn't want to know. Do one on your own then. Stand up in front of the class. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Show and tell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, England won 5 0. You can't. Listen, it's hard to win 5 0 whoever you're playing against. It is. You know? is or it? on the other hand, what's easier than playing San Marino? Playing a San Marino team who haven't played for four months. <laughs> that's probably one of the easier things, isn't it? Well, that's one way of looking at it. Another way of looking at it is that they're well, they're well rested. And mm. if they'd have played Good for point, actually. if they'd have played for those number of months, it would have been ten. Properly meta that is. So actually, it's really easy <laughs> plan against them. It's even easier because they haven't played, but they're really rested, so it actually cancels itself out. And so actually it's a very good no, it's result. Harder. It's Thank harder. You. It's a yes. very good result. Very good result. Yeah. Five nil. Mm. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Well, I think we've solved that. <laughs> yeah. Let's not linger. Let's not linger on the absolute brilliance Ollie of the Watkins inside. is absolutely fuming at you moving on, I think. Kate, can I, can I ask Andy a question, a serious question about football? Is Just... it going to be about the dog thing? No, it's not about that. No, okay. no it's not about that. It's about the idea that um, I th- I'm of the opinion... That thing. The dog eating the carrot. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, how can you forget that? <laughs> that you set him up Sorry, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> I'm... I'm, um, I'm of the opinion that and UEFA Nations League has partly solved this I suppose in a different way but I'm of the opinion that, that certain nations should do a preliminary qualifying before they get involved in it. and there's a lot of talk about this this morning and I am absolutely not in favour of right it. I thought you might not be yeah. I'd like to know whether I'm wrong or not so thank you very much no, for it's, it's, it's not about you being wrong it's about me disagreeing <laughs> do you hear that Kate it's not about me being wrong no <laughs> even no... though you are it's not about that <laughs> yeah. there's, there's no about there's no judgement there's no judgement in this room except when Kate looks at you yeah exactly <laughs> right it's not just in this room let me tell you that but carry on because I think it would make sense but what what's the general argument against it well I think you do have that sort of compromise through the Nations League as you say and that does have an effect in terms of qualifying for the, the, the European Championship but international football I think it's to understand misunderstand what the nature of international football is to say you can take part or you can't take part and I think the expression of yourself as a nation is the most important thing and, you know, it's, it's not as if they've turned up and been beaten 15 nil. I mean, to me, a lot of the Harry criticism, play, though, yeah. a, a lot yeah. of the criticism seems to be based on. I didn't find it a stimulating spectacle. Well, um, you weren't watching what I was watching. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Exactly. I didn't find it a stimulating spectacle um, because maybe I'm not really that much into international football in less England the playing. And maybe it's even less stimulating because it's played in front of an empty Wembley. Mm. Now, I'm not sure how many of those things are really San Marino's fault, as well as, as you say, that long spell without a lot of their, their players playing. I mean, I'll tolerate the bit where, you know, we have to 
we're contractually obliged to talk about one of their players being a mechanic and no, but I'm seventeen not, but, of them being semi pro or whatever. I'm not, I'm not saying they should, I'm not saying <laughs> there should be this kind of change because I didn't personally enjoy the game last night or because it was a waste of time, or whatever. I'm saying it because they've had one win in their entire history, and that must be a better question. And so, is thought. it better for them? Is it easier for them? Is it more helpful for them to play different teams that they can actually? Um, you know, they can actually learn something from rather than just sat at the bottom of the FIFA World Rankings against teams that are going to smash them every single time at any competitive fixture. And I'm saying, I think on the other hand, um, I think you do learn a lot from from playing England. And they get to fulfil that other side of the bargain that you're talking about in the Nations League. So I would say international football is a little bit better balanced. And, you know, I know we can always go back to how progression is important and how playing against the bigger teams is important. I mean, you know, you, you go, say, back to... Um, you go, you go back to what 1988 and look at look at Turkey getting rolled eight 0 at Wembley mm. and look at how yeah, far they now four two against the Netherlands. Look at how far they've come since and you know we've we've similar had... countries to San Marino Turkey yeah similar <laughs> similar GDP similar uh, footprint. After the fifth goal went in uh, match of the day tweeted Eli Benedettini it's been a performance to be proud of for the Samaris goalkeeper and while I take their point. It did seem like an odd moment for that tweet to, to, <laughs> to pop it's out. Like a piss take, really. Yeah. Open. It, although he wouldn't have seen it because he was picking the ball out of the net at the time, no, so exactly, it would have been fine. Exactly right. He was making himself busy. One of uh, Luke Moore's burner accounts actually has been relentlessly retweeting himself, saying that better the teeny is better than Kepper. You've called yourself <laughs> FPL Steve this that's time, not, Luke. It's me. so transparent. That's, that's not me. My, <laughs> but if, if we can agree on one thing, we can agree that my criticism of Kepper is at least transparent. The same way, for example, I might say James Ward Prowse found his level last night you know I'm doing it out in the ocean I'm not doing it in a, in a kind of there's no need for a better account I'm not doing it in a deceitful way am I but actually talking about progression Brass like that guy plays in the third division of Italian football for Cesena 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 yeah. my bad yeah. um, but he seems to be backup goalkeeper for that club I mean he can do better than that based on that performance quite a lot of practice you know what I think it's really hard to tell the value of goalkeepers in this. It's, it's very difficult to tell the value of the England goalkeeper in this, obviously. Bless him. But I, I think... <laughs> Five touches. Yeah. Perfect performance. Yeah. But I, th- I think, you know, all goalkeepers can make saves. Or most goalkeepers can make saves. You're going to get me back Saturday. on Kepa now, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I've silenced Luke Moore. That yeah. is quite that an achievement. That was just a smug gaze. He doesn't need to make words. When everyone talks about goalkeepers, I just think of Big Pav. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Big Pav once said to me, I'm more of an organising goalkeeper. If you put one up in the top corner, I ain't ever safe. <laughs> he actually said that. <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised. I was, I was very confused by the tweet that you were talking about. I thought you were arguing that the goalkeeper was tweeting himself, <laughs> which I was thinking would be very complicated in, uh, in gloves. Is, 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 Bit is, of fat finger syndrome. Although that's what happened to Joe Hart. Well, yeah, that's true. Actually. That was Instagram, wasn't it? Yeah. Is, is it? Is it a semi-serious point to make this to say that, you know, all joking aside with the San Marino game, and obviously England play a, a little bit of a more challenging game later across the weekend, um, that maybe these players are competing against themselves. So actually for them, yes, exactly. it's, it's about how they perform in training, how they equip themselves, if they can do what the manager asks of them. Um, and so obviously from England's point of view, it's a, probably a worthwhile exercise. Yeah, and I think it is a worthwhile exercise because I think if you look at, say, let's let's pick another small nation that's that's come a long way. Scotland. Uh, um, Iceland. <laughs> yeah, Faroe Islands. Hello. For example. Now we're talking. They've, they've yeah. come a long way. I think the progression of football tactics is such, and I think the sharing of global knowledge is so easy now mm. that 
even the very worst teams can set up defensively. Mm. And that's, that is an exercise in itself, isn't it? To, to just try and break through a, a block of 11. Mm-hmm. Now, clearly the gap between England and San Marino is so much that England get there on several occasions. But... You know, it's still something you've got to do, isn't it? It is um, quite enjoyable also to watch, for example, for the Raheem Sterling goal, he fainted. The guy sort of defender fell over like a sort of Davinson Sanchez. But you felt like you could <laughs> empathise. You felt like you could empathise with that more, I guess. Though clearly the San Marino defender's not his heart far superior footballer to me. But it still felt a bit more like... Oh, no, I think some, some people in this room probably could score against San Marino. I think. Who are you, who are you nominating? I love the way you're looking at me. <laughs> Thank you, not, very um, Thank follow, you very much. I follow an Instagram account which uh, basically just almost almost exclusively shares um, uh, landscape photos of the Faroe Islands, and it looks oh. amazing. I'd love to go there. It looks absolutely amazing. Well, I so, think that should be our. Fir- I think that should be our tour. Maybe if it, if Faroe Islands play England in a home game, because we know be we have Faroe's them. listeners because they've tweeted in. Mm. Have they? Yeah. Brilliant. I don't remember that. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I see a Conference League qualifier coming up. Yeah. <laughs> but good news for Ollie Watkins as well. I mean, oh, great to get a guy. He's had a great journey. Um, I think he's had an amazing journey, and and you know, it's really good for him to be included, to be selected on merit. I mean, Patrick Bamford maybe a little bit unlucky, but Watkins has been there, done his uh, done his job, got himself a goal. Great stuff. Six years ago, non-league. Six months ago, Premier oh, it's League. It's a new Vardy mm. story, isn't it? It's a Hello. new Vardy story. I've just contributed to it as well. That's okay. I think we're all on board for that. He just—he also—he's got such a smile on him as well. He just—you just couldn't stop feeling happy for him. What did he say? Something like it—it it takes a lot to get out of Devon and make it to <laughs> <laughs> make it to maybe it does to Wembley. Um, San Marino are the winners in terms of you know, morale and performance, but also apparently Flo Rida wants to appear for them in the Eurovision Song Contest in May. I just, I'm stunned by you just saying Flo Rida. Yes. To be honest. <laughs> One of my faves. Is that right? Good feelings, is it? Nice. Is that, well, you I get a good feeling. Yeah. You that's what I was trying song to, out in the office, That's why I was trying to boost us all up with some yeah. good feelings, good vibes on a Friday morning. Nothing has stunned me more than knowing that you know who Flo Rida yeah, is. Yeah, I know who Flo That was a big track back in the day, back in Cindy's in, yeah. in Cambridge. And, and what Massive is, track. What, what is so big about <laughs> that track is you can play it at the end as a we are basking in the glow of victory yes. kind of track or we feel a bit sad and we're going to trudge off with our losers yeah. medals kind yeah. of track. So, so you know, it, it can work for San Marino just as it could work for England. Is I that think. the song as well? Or just that he's got a new song? Oh, I think, no. Um, I have some lyrics written down here. For the new song that he's submitting for this song. So hot, with. look at it, steam up. We got the place on Inferno when we team up. Hot spot, hot girl. Have you seen her? We up in smoke, fireworks, adrenalina. adrenalina. Nice. I don't think adrenalina is a word. Is that supposed to be a name? I think it's probably a new, a new word to incorporate a name. Adrenalina is the name of the track, guys. I, I love them. <laughs> for those, for those is two... it not because it's going to like at least got to be a bit in Italian? Um, well, speaking of Italian, <laughs> we used to. I, I'm a big fan of the Eurovision Song Contest, and the Horncastles used to come round to the moors uh, to watch it. And <laughs> we would always get um, my wife and I would always get James and his wife to um, translate the Italian song. That's that cool. was always the highlight. Is that cool? <laughs> Is that why they stopped coming? They said it was something about doing a pandemic, but I think, I, I think they just found it tedious. Um, these are not the only people in international action. Luke, I know your favourite manager, A.D. Boothroyd, has, <laughs> has unfortunately not led the under-21s to, to glorious victory against Switzerland. He's no one's favourite manager. Well, they he's not- absolutely clear. If, if I would be stunned... If he is, write in. Yeah, I was going to say. footballramble.com. Is, isn't this what... Isn't this why there's a, dem- a, a definition in modern football lexicon, or at least there should be, between manager and coach? He's a manager. He's not a coach. Interesting. I don't think he's either. 
personally. And I think if anyone wants to email him with a manifesto supporting A.D. Boothroyd, I'll be very happy to read it. Yeah. Uh, but I don't <laughs> think it's going to be forthcoming. It's not, yeah, that's all the motivation we need, lads. It's not going to be forthcoming, let's be honest. The man is an absolute joke. An absolute joke, in my opinion. Say what you really feel. He should have lost his, well, what I really feel is he should have lost his job in 2019. I have no idea why he's still there. I have no idea why he's been doing the job for five years. And he should be utterly embarrassed with the talent that he's got at his disposal, that he can't somehow manage to generate any kind of positive result in the game they played against Switzerland. It's not about the result so much as the performance, is it? I mean, I, well, think, both, we can, both. I think we can get super carried away about the results at this level, although yeah. result, results yeah. are absolutely nice. They're not as important at that level. No, no. But I think even though like in a lot of countries like France or Spain, like, you know, losing a game like this is considered a bit of a disaster and there's a bit of an inquest afterwards. Mm. But I think it is about the performance. Because after... Switzerland got their goal with what 15 minutes left it never felt for a second even with all the talent that England have got like they were coming back this into it this is a side featuring Callum Hudson-Odoi Emil Smith Rowe Dwight McNeil Eddie Nketiah Curtis Jones and Everett Eze also came on I, I mean, Booth I, Road says he's not worried Luke no I genuinely think I mean I genuinely think this they would be better without him managing them. So I reckon oh, what, just like, if they just chose them. So, like, like Chelsea did under Avram Grant, let's be absolutely fair. Like some players want to play without referees. Look, I <laughs> Prison rules. Yeah. I know you're angry, but ease off Uncle Avi, please. No, sorry, yeah, that was, that was unfair. That was unkind. Took Pompey to an FA Cup final, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, Where's the respect? You're right to touch on the performance because it's really important to, to stress a couple of things, I think, with Boothroyd. It's not just me ranting, although mm. it is that. Mm. Um, he, he was... I think he was very fortunate to get the job and it comes out of the, the fallout of the Sam Allardyce thing and Gareth Southgate moving up and all the rest of it. He's certainly very fortunate to be in a job over uh, for the period of time he's been in it. But secondly, um, the football they play is absolute dreck. It is dross. That is the it problem, is isn't it? appalling. And there's I, no... I don't even know how that's possible with those players. No. I don't know this word. Dreck. dreck. Yeah. It just means like rubbish. Did you invent it? No, I didn't invent it. I like it. Um, Hugh Abbott on the thick of it uses it. Right. He says this department is full of dreck. Got it. Yeah. I mean, I could dictionary.com it if you want to take it. No, no, you're fine. I just like it. It's every day's a school day when you're around, Luke Moore. Oh, thank you very much. But not when Eddie Boothroy's around. Um, so I don't know what they're playing at. I think I think Andy's right to, to say that the results aren't as important. That's that's true. But what I do think is really important, when you've got talent at your disposal of that quality, it's the most exciting yeah. generation of young players yeah. I can remember, right? It is a worry as what well when learning? you look at it like What are that? they learning? Yeah. Why are the under-21s not aping what the first team are doing? Yeah. What, why is that happening? So it's, it, it, at, at top level, that should, that should, they should be aping it, right? And, mm. and it happens at the top clubs. They all go through and play in the same way because they understand that they want, there wants to be some kind of identity. To me, it's just beggar's belief. It absolutely beggar's belief. More delicious international football to come for England fans. Luke, I know you have your face painted up all nice for Albania against England. That's, That's just what I look like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brussels used up all the foundation. So it's actually been a bit of a worry this morning for Luke. He couldn't get camera ready for the Ramble studio. Sunday, five o'clock. There was a bit of a doubt there was the game was going to go ahead after local police told the Albanian Football Association they couldn't guarantee the safety of the teams. But it is going ahead. That's obviously been... Extraordinary thing to say. Yeah, dealt with. <laughs> well, I said that to you guys. Do come in, but I can't guarantee your safety at any point. I'm not sure we'd be saying that. Yeah, they've also said had some issue with their turf. Apparently there's been a big shadow on the pitch that has meant some of the grass is growing differently to other bits of the grass. Right, yeah. Well, at, at, at a top club, normally you get in one of those big like, right. sort of clothes yeah. rail things. Hydroponics. With, like, yeah, exa- hydroponics, exactly. Right? Like, you're, like you've got a Andy weed farm. hydroponics. You yeah. go up to South London in the 90s, you know what hydroponics are. <laughs> you're on it. He's big in the drum and bass scene. He knows what hydroponics are. 
<laughs> yeah, well, hopefully the grass has been going to be all right. Last time England faced Albania, 5th of September 2001. Do you know what that date was? Four days after Germany were beaten 5-1. It's relevant because I said it in order. <laughs> yeah. Scotland drew 2-2 with Austria at Hampden Park last night. They came from behind twice. They should also have had a bloody penalty. Ryan yeah. Christie hauling, hauled down in the area. No bloody VAR. All day long. Mm. What a scandal. But they should also have just got that in real time. Is there? I was just going to say, Kate, is there a, do you, in you guys' opinion, is there a, um, a, an aspect here where referees are now getting used to refereeing games with VAR and when there's no VAR, they kind, of, they kind of don't know where they are with it. Because I think instinctively, if you watch that decision, mm-hmm. he gets wrestled to the ground, straight away, the referee gives it that one. Yeah. Because he, I think he might instinctively think, oh, I'll get told. Well, we, 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 point, we, yeah. we talked about this on, uh, on, on yesterday's ramble, didn't we? And like the, the idea, we, I talked about that um, Mir, um, Miritich foul against, um, against Ireland. Mm. And after he made it, he very hel- helpfully turned around to the referee <laughs> looking really guilty. <laughs> yeah. and, That's the giveaway uh, you need. Yeah, still it wasn't given. So yeah. spoke, I was speaking to Sean Marcellus yesterday and she said they've basically had to relearn 20 years of goalkeeping. Goalkeeping? Wow. Referee- interesting. Well, just as an interest. <laughs> Refereeing. It's a side hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Refereeing experience because of that whole thing of, you know, you don't put your flag up straight away. Yeah. And it's exactly what you're, you're saying. It's you go against your instincts because you have to do it in this new, mm. new format. Anyway, that wasn't really the most interesting thing that happened in the game. Although, you know, our Scottish fans will probably be thinking they could have won that. Um, a couple of brilliant headers and an overhead kick every time John we do McGinn. the bloody ramble. Yeah. Yes. We were talking about this earlier, weren't we? They're I, just ten a penny these days. People of, of our kind of age, I'm pretty sure... Speak yourself, I'm pretty sure you'd see one overhead kick every two seasons. They happen all the time now. They happen all the time. You can't move for overhead kicks. Well, because so. players are more fit and acrobatic. I also don't remember... It turns out it's really difficult to do an overhead kick if you've got a beer gut. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's also not as, it's also much easier if you think you're offside, which so, I'm almost saw George on the Easier because you're free. <laughs> Who you're cares? Free. And also you're free because there's no one in the stands as well, perhaps. Maybe. You're not going to look like a, so much of a twat if it doesn't work. I thought I thought, I thought um, McGinn's been brilliant under Steve Clark first and foremost. Oh. He's, he's had an excellent uh, time of it under him. Um, I do think Scotland should have had a penalty. I do, spe- especially as the referee seemed to be able to spot... Um, Sasha Kaladzic pushing a Scotland defender before he yeah. headed a goal, which was then disallowed, which seemed like a very, I mean, it's probably the right decision, but it was a very niche decision to pick up on. And to not pick up on that penalty as well was strange. But um, Andy, I don't know how much you know about Kaladzic, but he looks like a real handful. I know he's only young, I know he's just signed for Stuttgart, but he looks like a really, really difficult player to play against. Well, yeah, I mean, he's having a really, really great season. And um, bear in mind at the, the start of it, he'd come off like a career-threatening injury. And, oh, right. Uh, and now he's, he's really hit his straps in the, in the Bundesliga. I mean, he scored in seven successive Bundesliga games, uh, matching huh. a club record at Stuttgart that was held by Freddie Bobic. You remember he had that I little do. spell at Bolton? And I remember Freddie Bobic. Yeah. He was quite responsible for them staying up. And that was, you know, when you had a glorious Stuttgart team. I mean, he played alongside Giovanni Elber and stuff. So it's really harking back to the, the great times of Stuttgart. But um, it goes to show as well what Arsenal might have done if they'd hold on, held on to Sven Mislintat. Because oh, right. he has picked up some huh. really interesting young players for Stuttgart. Yeah, mm, nice. he, he looked he looked great. That was Handful. a great header. Bloody hell! It's like it was like behind his head. I have no idea how you have the kind of flexibility oh. to be able to do that. Sorry, I'm gesturing with my yeah. own face. I always, want, <laughs> my, I always want to zoom in on the neck muscles and the replay. <laughs> Let me have a look what's going on here. Yeah, exactly. The neck must be working overtime for this header. And the Grant Hanley one was really good as well. Yes, it was. Some yeah, quality, it was. Yeah. Some 
off that long free. I mean, the defending probably left a bit to be desired, uh, but that big long free kick and and straight in. Oh, I really enjoyed it. It's great, and it's great to see Shadem get his first cap as well. Yeah, damn right. Yeah, he's a, he's a player named after Shane Guevara, by the way. Is he really? He bloody is. Very nice. And that was me thinking his parents were Valencia fans. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually I actually grew up with a kid in my class called Shay. <laughs> Just remembered that. Yeah. Was he named after Shay Jones? Shay Jones. Was he named after Shay Guevara? I, I don't Is he a listener? I didn't know who Shay Guevara right was. Right in. Then. I didn't know who Shay Guevara <laughs> was. Then. Com. Shay, do you write jingles? Send them in. <laughs> um, not, and Notch's own El Hernandez also made his debut. Speaking of Shay Guevara, for debut, made his debut for Cuba yesterday after a volcanic ash cloud stranded him in Mexico. So he arrived at the Guatemala Stadium just before half time. Oh, stuff of dreams. Warmed up, came on for the second half. Wow. Yeah, That's I hope he cool. warmed up really solidly. That I- happened to me once when I arrived to play football at school <laughs> for a game, having taken the morning off because I felt a little bit under the weather. There we go. Had a pot noodle on the bus oh, no. on, on, on the way. Uh, just, to, just to get myself in the zone. Is was it feeling, footballers vomiting again? was feeling pretty good. No, no, the thing was, I went to put on my boots and I'd left the fork from the pot noodle <laughs> in one of my boots. Oh. Did you stab yourself? It's a little bit sore. Was it a plastic fork or a metal fork? Metal fork. Oh my God. Was your toe all right? <laughs> Why do you walk around public with a metal fork? <laughs> That's mad. And the other thing that's mad is that you've just completely... Would you rather me eat with my hands? You've both completely glossed over the fact that a volcanic ash cloud stopped someone travelling. That's the standard, gone, That always happens. The world's gone to shit exactly. so much, that we're not even worried about volcanoes was it? Now. Do you remember... Yeah, once, 10 years ago. <laughs> 11 years ago. Lewandowski's listening to this going, yeah, whatever, done it. Yeah, exactly. The cool thing about this whole uh, uh, Hernandez call-up was that it's the first time that Cuba's called up players from outside the country. Mm. Also in action last night, Italy and Northern Ireland, one of which played a lot better than the other. 2-0, the final score in that one. Goals from Domenico Berardi and Ciro Immobile. Yeah. Italy were really, really, really convincing first half. They're good. They're a yeah. good team, aren't they? Yeah, I, I think They've so. But again. I think we found with a lot of these international matches, it's really hard to maintain for the whole 90. I think we've seen some very uneven first half, second half. France were definitely in, in that boat, for example. They were really good in the first half against Ukraine and then let them back into the game in the second half. Northern Ireland were excellent in the second half mm. of this and I, I think the 2-0 the was a little bit harsh on them. They had a few opportunities to get back in it and mainly because of Gigi Donnarumma just playing out from the back in the weirdest way imaginable. But you have to bear in mind that um, Italy haven't lost the game since September of 2018. Mm. I mean, Mancini did an amazing job there. They've and never lost a World Cup qualifier at home. Does that wow. sound possible? I read it. I think that does sound possible. I think the, also, the other thing, sorry, I was just going to say the other thing with Mancini, he's someone who desperately wanted the job. And you know, sometimes in, in this era, we feel that international management is either because you're too young or too old mm. or you're ticking off time between between jobs it was never that with Mancini he desperately wanted this job and I think you really see that in his work yeah and I was just going to add that he's brought a load and I do mean a load of young players through and also if you want Italian national team trivia I think I'm right in saying they won every game they played in 2019 bloody wow like that probably not true I think it is also in Italy. We've well, said it now, so it's true now. <laughs> I'll stick with it. Yeah, yeah stand by. Also yeah. in Italy uh, last night, actually, Paul Gascoigne revealed on I'm a Celebrity that he has a flower tattoo on his penis, which grows. <laughs> Andy, will you be covering that in On the Continent? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, and, Kate, do you, want to, do you want to say what you said before the show? You don't? Okay, no, I right. only use my material once. Okay, right, fine. Okay. <laughs> Unlike some. <Yeah. laughs>
People know it's reassuring for them because they hear my stuff now. They know they hear it again next week. It's like it's like a comforting jumper. <laughs> I mean, Paul Gaskell on Italian Army Celebrity is great anyway because I mean, obviously, he's a legend there. Yes, it's fantastic, and I also like the fact that obviously he's not speaking Italian while he's on it, so he's just walking around going, "Why are you, man?" It just, it just sounds like an inc- look. You know, I obviously don't have a penis, but it just sounds like a really. <laughs> it just sounds like a really difficult place to have a tattoo made. I'd agree. I would agree with that, yeah. On the continent, Andy. (laughs) Tell us about it. Thanks. I enjoyed your segue. (laughs) Um, We we talk about the Ligue 1 title race because it's very exciting. Four points between the top four and have PSG winning the big game against Lyon last weekend actually opened it up rather than closing it down. We also talk about the departures of Peter Bosch and Cesare Prandelli and, of course, the return of Zlatan. Very nice. Assist uh, for him on his return last night against assist. Georgia. No goal, though. It's still good, though. Still good to have him back in the mix. Frustrated. That's with Dotton and Lars Siversen. Uh It's available on Football Ramble Presents. Listen, subscribe now in your podcast app right now because we're going to a break. I'm bored watching Newcastle. <laughs> is that Pete? Is it bloody John? <laughs> Come on, mate. Can't be Pete. He doesn't watch him. No, yeah. good point. Yeah, he's he, up. He just has his hot takes. Yeah. He dishes yeah, I, out. I, I, I was I also, feel... I was also sorry, sorry, Andy. I was just fuming with Marcus yesterday on the show, talking about how much he loves, how much John Joe Shelby in the same breath as Kevin De Bruyne. Welcome back to the Football Round <laughs> Preview Show, <laughs> sponsored by Betway. Luke, Andy yeah. and me getting you through Friday, hopefully. Now it's time for another beautiful musical moment, courtesy of our listener, Chris Roger. <laughs> Takes you by surprise, a little shitty at like, the end, doesn't it? Big like Hawaiian. 2005 indie vibes. Oh, I thought it was more like yeah. a, on a beach. I was imagining being on a beach in one of those like Hawaiian garlands. Yeah, nice. You know, yeah. and um, uh, I was thinking that, but I was thinking cocktails. because we're all in an advert for something on E4. Yeah, it's a bit E4. Yeah, it was a bit E4. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that is a. Great... I mean, I think I had a house party. I invited too many people on Facebook and Kate accidentally burnt it down before my parents came back. <laughs> With a Hawaiian garland on. We said, yes. <laughs> we said we were never going to talk about that. Thanks for sending that one in, Chris. Keep them coming. They are so good. In the main. Yes. <laughs> if they're not good, they're, they're not good. They, don't, they don't go on the show, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, the Shoot 5 debate has been raging on, particularly on Twitter. Alex Garner on Twitter says, I've seen a pint glass shatter on contact with a ping pong ball. And Alex, I believe you because I've been reading that there is a ping pong ball machine that can make ping pong balls go 919 miles an hour. Fucking hell. I'd love to see that. Is that on YouTube? I don't. Oh, I didn't watch a video, but I, I read a quite complex thing about how it was constructed and it's something to do with, I have no, what it's, no idea what it's to do with, really. So it's, it's like dropping pressing, a... But anyway, they can go pretty fucking fast. It's like dropping a nickel off the top of the Empire State Building, basically. Maybe. But I, think, right. I think, yeah, there's something about that fact that's, a, that's mythical, but I can't remember exactly what it is, so I'll leave that hanging out right, there. Okay, I mean... Don't leave it hanging <laughs> but, you know, but You know, I'm, I'm finding the Shoot 5 debate very interesting, but do we feel it's kind of moving into a sort of correlation between vaxxers and anti-vaxxers. Maybe, maybe. What, who's which? Just teach the debate, that's what I say. <laughs> the, the, the people who say that a uh, shoot five ball can 
Flatter things. a window yeah. are anti-vaxxers. Yeah, they're mental. It's impossible. I know yeah. I'm with them. Oh, no. No. Well, <laughs> first of all, on the pint glass thing, pint glasses, I mean, back in the day when we actually were able to go in the pub, and back in the late 90s when I spent a I lot of time in the it. pub, pint glasses would shatter quite a lot. Like I mean, they'd be they'd, sometimes the integrity would be compromised in the, in the cleaner or something, and it doesn't take much to smash one. That is not the same as a car windscreen, which is specifically designed to be strong. <laughs> no, I hear you. So I, hear you. I, I don't but, think but that um, Jake just... Sherville, and I'm, I'm never going to forget his name. I never remember anyone else's name. You imagine him. <laughs> Jake Sherville, I'm never going to forget because that is not true, and I've not seen any proof since, despite asking for it. I guess it just depends how hard you can strike these various balls, guys, and I, maybe you just can't can't empathise with that, whereas I can as someone with quite a shot on her. There's, <laughs> okay. this, there's this famous okay. 1920s female footballer who supposedly took a penalty against the male goalkeeper and broke his arm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe it's just all in the delivery. James so- Lynn on Twitter says, I must have been eight or nine years old when during a game of football on our lunch break at primary school, a floater... Sorry, but it's yeah. a funny... Word. That's what some people call shoot fives. A penny yeah, flight, a I, penny know, I know there's a debate yeah. about this, but yeah. to me it's a turd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Went through one of the wind... Uh, one of the windows of our assembly room, the teachers were furious and even interviewed all of us who were plan- playing to find out who did it. None of us cracked, nice. like the window. That's good to hear. Uh, this is from uh, Sam <laughs> Evanson. Yeah. <laughs> you got away with it, you little eight-year-old. <laughs> uh, this is from uh, Sam Evanson. Hi, Ramblers. Getting in touch as I'm doing my first marathon on Saturday morning and wanted to give you all a load of credit. Your preview oh. shows have been a staple of my long training runs on Saturday mornings for the last four months or so. They've genuinely made the gruelling regime of a hell of a lot more enjoyable so a huge thanks to you all for that I've had three actual marathon events cancelled over the last 12 months due to COVID so I've decided just to make my own stadium themed route I'll be starting at my home in southwest London and running to Fulham Chelsea Arsenal West Ham and home via Lords in the Oval for Vish oh that's nice Oh no. sorry to Kate for ignoring Spurs but it's so out of the way well, it's the story of Spurs life really isn't it and I this? only have space for one underwhelming modern soulless corporate dome and as a West Ham fan I might as well make Make it R1. Sam, I'll be listening to the preview show so well with you again that. during the run, which will no doubt give me inspiration to get through it. Thanks, Sam. Tottenham Stadium is not soulless and corporate. Well done for doing all your marathons, apparently, Sam. You're a nice man. Apparently, at the time of release of this show, he's running right now. Oh, come on. So go on, Sam. You can do this, man. Do it. Do go it. On. And I want to say that we're not opening this up to every listener who's doing some <laughs> kind of physical event because that will get tedious for everyone else listening. We're just sitting there going, just go on, you can do it. You can minutes. do it. Well, especially as for a lot of people, a physical event is getting up. And going to the kitchen to make a cup of tea at Why the Why are you looking at me when you're saying <laughs> that? I might empathise with that. You're, every time I call you, you're making a cup of tea. Yeah. Or a toasted sandwich or something. At least you do call me. Not everyone does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually were quite pepped up this morning because I went for a run. Very nice. Early doors. So, nice. don't, I mean, that's not relevant at all or that interesting, but I just wanted to let you all know. <laughs> doesn't normally stop you, Mace. No, that's a great point. Uh, show at footballramble.com for more inane bollocks. Yeah like mine, or tweet at Football Ramble. Uh, Rita Ferdinand's had a really brilliant and inspired idea about saving Newcastle. Detects a bit of sarcasm in that. No. No, okay. I'm right. a total straight straight woman. Okay. I, I say it like it is, with yeah. no tone of voice. Yeah. He says, and it's shades, shades of Richard Keys in this. I don't know if he's channeling him or not. It's not uh, what you want, is it, when people <laughs> are referring to what you've said? It's a bit of Richard Keys in this. Right, strap yourself in. Here's what he's had to say. Whether you like it or not, he's the one that's put the money up and he's doing what he thinks is right for the club. A lot of the Geordies hate him and don't like him, both of those things. But round your money up, lads, and take over the club. Yeah, Simple. I mean, it's not... I, I mean, I'm going to say tone deaf 
How much would that set you back then in a pandemic? Although interestingly, isn't it that uh, billionaires have become £3.9 trillion richer over the course of the pandemic and your common old garden, Luke Andy or Mace, have just become £3.9 trillion poorer so your as contri- a collective. Your yeah. contribution to this discussion, Mace, is to say that Mike Ashley should actually be charging more for the club. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that, that's, that's great. <laughs> Newcastle fans will be delighted with that. Yeah, that is that is my take. He I mean, wants 350 million. Yeah, exactly. And that's a problem, isn't it? Because that's an extraordinary large amount of money for 99.9% of the population. Mm. And I don't even think that Rio Ferdinand himself could put together the money with his mates to, to find I don't that. think he was saying one. I think he's saying like, buddy up with your mates you know like sometimes if if it's a long time till payday and you haven't you need to get yeah. a round you have to sometimes yeah. split the round up so maybe you just split it up a round in London would be what I mean, depending 350 on, maybe, million 50 quid, right 50 quid yeah you're looking at if my maths are right which is entirely <laughs> unlikely yeah entirely unlikely <laughs> that would mean you have to find basically you'd have to find every single person in a capacity St James's Park <laughs> to stump up about seven grand each you really put it like that. Yeah, and you're, you're saying more about yourself with that reaction than anything else, Mason. I'm with Rio. <laughs> <laughs> Outrageous. Didn't, didn't, didn't Richard Keyes once say, to refer, reference your Richard Keyes point from earlier, if people don't remember that, it was, I think it was Richard Keyes who said in one of his blogs, if, people didn't, if Newcastle fans didn't like the signings that their, their, their club yeah. was making, maybe Rafa Benitez should buy some of the players himself. Yeah, with his own money. Which is like a mad thing to say when you unpack it. You have an encyclopedic knowledge of the life and times and say, witty sayings of Richard Keyes, and for that, I honour oh, you. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think they're witty. I've, I've heard that quote probably 15 times, and I still need to review it in my head <laughs> every time I hear it. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, Sheffield United enjoying a bit of a, a brief respite from their cycle of endless defeat. Uh, thanks to the international break. So no worries. There's still plenty of drama to be had at Bramall Lane. Some fresh revelations on their managerial escapades, guys. Uh, Blades chairman Prince Abdullah says that Chris Wilder tried to resign twice and then demanded a £4 million severance fee. He then said, this is enjoyable, I'm OK with Chris taking all the credit when we win, but at least take some responsibility when we lose. Don't, under the pressure of some losses, say, everything around me is rubbish. Oh, oh, that's a dig. That's saucy, isn't it? I do like the idea of Chris Wilder walking into the office of his boss. Uh, they've had an abysmal season. We all know that. They, at the time of recording, we're in the international break, so I don't expect this to change anytime soon. They've got 14 points, right? It's a terrible season, regardless of what they did before and regardless of how well he's done as a manager before that. The season's been bad. I like the idea of him walking into his boss's uh, office and saying, look, I'm probably going to wrap my hand here. And the fact that he's done it twice, given the season they've had, isn't really surprising, right? Mm, but what is amazing is that in my mind, it happened like this. He walked in and he went, yeah, yeah, so it's not been great. I'm, I'm happy to resign. You'd probably find someone better. Four mil. <laughs> and the guy going, what? Four million pounds. And I'll be out the door. You never hear from me yeah. again. That's a lot of money, isn't it? I mean, it, it, well, is, it, is, it is one up from I'll smash your car windows in if you don't give me a fiver. <laughs> yeah, four million quid. I want to invest in Newcastle United. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. What better use could he have for yeah. it? And apparently the players weren't even informed, were they, when he left? Yeah. Apparently uh, David McGoldrick, who Andy loves. Is it you, Andy, who loves David McGoldrick? No. One of, one, someone <laughs> on this uh, no problem with Vish. him. It's Vish who right, loves David okay. McGoldrick. Vish loves David McGoldrick. Yeah. yeah. Um, said that he found out on Twitter. And whenever you hear about a story, it always reminds you of when I was trying to buy a house mm. and the lawyer I had to use to buy the house um, left and didn't tell me. 
So um, I was calling him for days and he just wasn't answering his phone. So it's a bit like that. You should really be told if someone of importance in your professional life is uh, is, is leaving the job. I very much enjoyed your cycle of endless defeat, by the way. Mm. You're like a low-key Mike Skinner, aren't you? Yeah. Yes. You know who Mike Skinner is? Yeah. Okay, good. And I know who Flo Rider is. I know that. You can tell by the way you said it. Yeah. <laughs> by the fact I've said it five times <laughs> in the last 20 minutes. And I know where Flo Rider is. <laughs> <laughs> How would you say it if you knew... Rider a bit better. I know I can sing along to some Flow Rider. I can dance. Check to it things. out. Check it out on the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash football ramble for that. What? Dancing if you're going to be dancing Flo- on the Flow Rider, people should be paying at least five pounds a month for that. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> Probably do your solid here. Oh, we're back on floaters. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do four to score, Kate. Yeah, let's shall just we? do four to score. I think you're probably right. Entry to Betway's four to score is absolutely free. Each week, pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game for obvious reasons and further T's and C's apply. Game one is normally the bravest boy of all, Marcus, but he's not here today, so Mace is stepping into the shoes. He had a big it, night. He Still did. recovering. Last night, he was writing letters to the FA um, about why John Joe Shelby wasn't in the England squad. <laughs> Game one is Norway v Turkey, Saturday tea time. Kate, who are you going for? This should have been extremely easy, but then Berk Yilmaz scored a hat-trick in Turkey's amazing 40 win against the Netherlands. So I was tempted by him. I was tempted, yeah. but Erling Haaland didn't score in an hour on the pitch against Gibraltar. So I think he's going to be hurting after that. So Haaland it is. I thought you were going to pick Flo Rider. Game number two, <laughs> Serbia v Portugal is Andy. Saturday dinner, uh, no, Saturday 7.45, so just after this game. Serbia v Portugal. Use your exceptional European football knowledge, Andy to predict the future and pick the first goal scorer in this game. Well, of course, everyone will be going for Cristiano Ronaldo as he still tries to get up to Ali Day's 109 international goals. He's seven short. I'm going to go, linking on from Kate's Erling Haaland tip, for Andre Silva, who has scored exactly the same amount of Bundesliga goals as Erling Haaland this season. Nice. 21. Great form. All right, game number three is Albania v England and Arman Vish is up. Four to score, Albania versus England, Batushina Hunter Raja, James Ward Prowse from the corner, probably not. Someone on the head though, John Stones, could it be Dominic Calvert Lewin though? Good scoring from him, but something in the ether, perhaps yesterday's Chinese, tells me that it will be John Stones. Leaping salmon header, goal, bish win. Someone else's malfunctioning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely surreal. Just a, it's like surreal, a tone poem. Yeah, audio assault from Vish there. John Stones, though, I had a famous victory with John Stones about a mere Three years ago now. Yeah, it's which, hard for us to remember. Which, which you've rarely mentioned since. <laughs> yeah, I know. Game number four is Israel v Scotland. Um, it's me. It's Sunday night. It's um, Shea Adams. I've gone for the aforementioned Shea Adams. I think yeah, he might decent. get his international account open with that. So uh, in summary, we have gone for Erling Haaland, Andre Silva, John Stones, Shea Adams. Make sure if you want to play, it's absolutely free. You're over the age of 18 and that your selections are submitted before the first game and do gamble responsibly. For more information on that, Head to BeGambleAware.org. Good luck. Okay, good luck to you two. Get some fire in your belly. Stick your heads in the freezer because it's time for this. It's one of those games that's quite difficult to explain, but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it. It's time for Luke's game. Um, we don't worry, everyone. We've mic'd up the guys so you can still be heard with their head inside the freezer. Don't worry too much. <laughs> My head is going nowhere near a freezer. And the game will go... Not like you around, either. We'll do fa- what does that mean? <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do it fast so that things in, other things in the freezer don't, de- uh, don't defrost. But what I would say is if you are going to put your head in your own freezer, remove the stuff from the freezer first to give yourself enough It's room. about serial killers storing dead, dismembered limbs, limbs in a freezer. That's yeah. what that was. Okay. 
So you're calling me a serial killer. That's supposed to make me feel better. I, I, I think, I think I, the only sort of on the edge sort of behaviour we've had is when I asked producer Charlie for a pen and paper with assistance <laughs> for this. And we got, why, why didn't I get a pen and paper? Why didn't I get a pen and paper? You've First already all, got a bloody notebook. My voice isn't that high, Andy. <laughs> and second of all, I was actually provided with a pen and paper, but I, I, as you say, I do have a special notepad for this. Special notepad. Endeavour. Yeah, it's just a notepad. Why didn't I get a special notepad? <laughs> it's David v. Goliath, although David, as we know in the biblical tale, did beat Goliath, and Kate once beat Andy in this game. Was that the most recent time we met, or have you beaten me since? Don't tell me. It was the most recent time we met. Yeah, you're and on I'm form. Still you're technically flying. on form. I'm the form Andy, side here. You are the reigning, <laughs> Andy, you're the reigning champion, though. So you've had the last laugh here. Right. But that also means that Kate goes first. Right. Because of the seedings. Right. That, that's better. Okay. Yeah. So you'd like, I mean, yeah, you, you get to go first, Kate. Um, the first player has played for six clubs in total. And as ever with Luke's game, a quick game is a good game. Mm. Six clubs in total. So you say. He, he's still playing, actually. Um, and he is Stuart Downing. <sighs> Stuart Downing. He's not uh, really one of my guys. <laughs> what does that even mean? Kate, Shit, who's he playing for now? I can't tell you that. That would literally be a breach of the rules. How do I know what to pick, Luke? Because yeah. <laughs> I go for the sweet spot. I can't tell if Brussels, he's doing that face that's like, oh, I know this, or do I know this? So he's trying to lure me into a full sense of you security. Get that because if spot. I go three, that's too few, isn't it? It depends. But if I go four... <sighs> it depends. I might fuck it up, obviously. Yeah. And also, I've only got three written down. <laughs> well, that's going to be a key factor. Do you need a number right now, or I'm going to give the point to Andy? Fuck. F uh, four. Three. Four. <laughs> your, first name, your first number was four, so I'm going to take that as your, as your, as your beard. Four. Brussel? No, no. Go for it. All right. Oh, shit, he didn't have to. <laughs> oh, I've absolutely ended myself there. Come on, then. Okay. One I'm... at a time. Well, the club he currently plays for yeah. is Blackburn. Correct. Off the mark. Brassel didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. He spends all his time watching rubbish European football. That's why. Exactly. Not, not the proper stuff. The foreign muck, mate. So I, can't, I, can't, <laughs> I can't do four. I can't do four. I've got, I've got Liverpool. Yeah, famously went to Liverpool for a bit, didn't he? Two more to go. So now my nice mate used to be like assistant. Her dad was assistant boss of these lads. Save it for your book. Give us a club. Mid <laughs> Middlesbrough. <laughs> That's three. You see one more. You're doing fine. This is great. It's nice, quite nurturing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think people want you to do well, Mace. That's what it is. <laughs> Some people don't. But I think cru <laughs> crucially, crucially, they want you to do well. Quickly. More, more All right, quickly. Villa, Villa, Villa. Aston Villa is correct. That's one point to Kate. Well done. One nil up. You oh. know when, who was it who clapped Alex Scott when she was punditing? Oh, Patrice Evra. That was a little bit like that. Yeah. I clap everyone who gets a correct answer in this. Brussels are very nice. In man. fact, I'm going to be clapping myself when I get the next one right. Well, he's played for seven clubs and his name is Sylvain Distan. Mm. That's your next player. Sylvain Distan, seven clubs. Right. You're up first. I... Mason probably... Is Can't it fair to say you don't really know who he is? <laughs> <laughs> you retired in 2016. Um, can, I, can I take a bid from you, please, Brussels? Yeah, you can. And it's going to... That wasn't very helpful, by the way. Many, how many clubs did you say? Seven. Seven. Quick game's a good game. I've got it five. 
Five. There's no way, Mace. You're going to go six. No, absolutely not. No, I didn't think you would. So, Can uh, you stop editorialising this? You have to help me maintain this strong sense that I'm like a competitor. See, this always happens. I've remembered one more since. So any, 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 at least one more. So anyway. I was just, I was just well, checking. It doesn't matter. Just double checking. It is actually called Luke's game. Yeah. Um, carry, <laughs> carry on. So how many did you bid? Five. I, I bid. I should have. I should have bid more. But I did well, you, say you five. Why you are you just showing off? You I'm not bidding. Bid it doesn't matter. You don't need to bid more. I'm Go not ahead. bidding at all. One at a time. I'm going to okay. clap you. Uh, Guignol. <laughs> Very good. I'm pleased you said that one because I'm not sure how to pronounce that. <laughs> uh, Paris Saint-Germain. Correct. Newcastle United. Correct. Manchester City. Yeah. Bournemouth. End of this career at Bournemouth. Well played. Yeah, sorry about um, The other two are Portsmouth and Everton. Oh, so um, I should just go back and say that Stuart Downing played for Middlesbrough, Sunderland, oh, Aston yeah. Villa, Liverpool, West Ham, Middlesbrough again, and then Blackburn Rovers. So Van Distan, um, he started his career at a couple of amateur clubs, which obviously don't count. Started his career at... Guignon. Guignon, thank you. Paris Saint-Germain before they were good. Newcastle United, Manchester City, Portsmouth, Everton and Bournemouth. So you're one point as well. That's it should one say each. that on your wiki, shouldn't it? PSG before they were good. Yeah. yeah. I think there should be a clarification like there. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, Kate, you're up first. It's one or it's all to play for. Five clubs in total for this player. <laughs> Um, you'll definitely know him. He's all, he's all over the place these days. Retired in 2008, though, as a player. It's Trevor Sinclair. Trevor Sinclair, five clubs. How many can you bid? This is Your face is frightening. That's the whole point. Yeah. To, to, what, to Andy, though, not to me. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you didn't clap Andy after the last one. Shit, I forgot. Well done, Andy. I didn't clap me either. <laughs> I pronounced getting you on right. Um, I've, only, I've only two. Two, okay. Four. Andy? Four. What is this? It's such a baller move. Go on, <laughs> Four. Okay, so you ain't going to bid five, are you, Kate? No. no. Okay, one at a time, please. Four clubs that Trevor Sinclair's played for. Blackpool. Started his career there. Not many people know that. Well played. West Ham. Uh, yes, spent five years there. Queen's Park Rangers, where he scored that lovely overhead kick. Spent mm. five years there as well. And Manchester City. That's also correct. That's 2-1, Mace. Yeah. That's a very sarcastic one. I like that one. <laughs> Andy, you're up first, okay? Uh, for the fourth player, to, this is for the win, obviously. Yeah. Big advantage for you here. Seven clubs in total. He retired in 2012. One of the deadliest players we've probably seen, uh, I would say, um, Ruud van Nistelrooy. Okay. Now Macy's is scribbling away. This is good stuff. You love to see it. Yeah. Well, what? I've got a strategy. Good. <laughs> Should have thought that before you started. <laughs> <laughs> Top brass. What do you reckon? I reckon you probably do all seven, can you? Oh, That'd be annoying, wouldn't it? I probably could, but... What do you think? I mean, the drama on the quiz earlier this week with Kate uh, with Jules and Fish was incredible. So if Kate can turn this around, it would probably supersede that, and that's saying something. I'm, but Andy, I need... I need I'm a... lacking a Dutch club. I'm going to go five. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my, so my strategy was the two obvious ones, and then... Du- like pick as many Dutch clubs as I can think of. Good ba- idea. Basically. That's excellent. Yeah. How many are you going for? But I can't, I can't, I mean, I've only got up to, and one's a real stretch, so I can't go six, can I have to call it? Okay. So Andy, you're going to name you five. That's one of these things, Kate, where he gets to bid first and he gets it in the slot. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. You can bid six if you want, but you're not going to. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Russell, five, please. I think this is going to be a shoe-in. Real Madrid. Manchester United. Malaga, with an accent on the first day. That's three. Oh my God, it makes you sick. <laughs> PSV. That's four. Hamburg. Hamburg, you say. The big clue you should go with is the fact that Mason's just put a notepad away. Mm. Andy Brassel wins. It's 3 1. 
So I had. Oh, sorry. That's all right. To interrupt his joy and celebration. So, all right. Was it? Den, what's the Den, one beginning with a V? Den, Den Bosch. Bosch. That was the one I had. Yeah. And the other one is Here in Vain. Here in Vain. Here in yeah. Vain. I didn't. I wasn't totally. I was just Den Bosch. They all play for Den Bosch. <laughs> it's, it's like the Dutch version of the Sunderland rule. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's also um, Dutch Sunderland's for. Dutch from for earlier as well. Uh, the Bosch. Um, is that right? Probably isn't it? You don't know. Um, the last player was going to be Charlie Austin. Kate, you'd have gone first. He's played for five clubs in total. Only five. It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got this on this soundboard somewhere, but I don't know what I can't find it. I love it. Um, how many of Charlie Austin's would you be on name? Four. Okay, can you do five? No. Go, go for it. Four. For your three, two. Count. They all count. They don't all count. Yeah. QPR. Uh, hang, on, hang on, hang on. I've got to find me button. That's correct. Too fast now, am I? Yeah. <laughs> West Brom. Yeah. Southampton. Yeah. And another club. Oh, come on. Support I, to I, Andy. I, I would have got that. I would have got that. Works. No, no, wait, wait, wait. I would have got that. I'll tell, I'll tell you what, mate. I'm not clapping that. <laughs> wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Who have I missed that's obvious? Who, who did you say? Where, no. Uh, <laughs> like, like Burnley or something. <laughs> uh, Burnley's correct. I'll give you the point. Why not? 3-2. Uh... It's still Andy Brussels' win, but well played, both of you. A good, a good effort, Kate, and it's not easy up against the top brass. No, it really isn't. And I actually felt as though that was... I'm gutted because I felt like that was a pretty good performance, but I just didn't stand, I, I stand ge- a chance. I genuinely think if it had fallen in a slightly different way, you've had a, you've had a really good chance. Yeah. I would, and also I'd have given myself a bit more time over the Austin stuff. Although actually I got there in the end anyway, didn't I? Do you feel like you had your head in the freezer? No. Fire no, in your belly? Bit of fire in your belly. Yeah, there's always fire. There's always fire I always in your bring belly, the yeah. fire actually to yeah. the ramble. That's that's part of the contract. Bring though, the fire. As, as bring I, the fire. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. As I understand. That's what it. I say when people say to me, oh, what's Kate like to work with? So she brings the fire yeah. every week. Every damn week. Well, thanks for bringing the fire yourself, Luke. You're welcome. Is that how you feel? Yeah, you fine. Why not? Yeah. Ah, all right then. Yeah. And you, Brass, did you bring the fire? Mm-hmm. Brassel's not a fiery guy. He's not a fiery guy. If, if you're talking about elements, Brassel's more water. water? Yeah, water. Yeah. 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 I brought the Zen. Hot water in his herbal tea, specifically. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for bringing the Zen, guys. And thanks you lot for listening to the Football Ramble preview show, sponsored by Batley. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network.